You're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, episode 105. Hello, photographers. Yeah, that's right. Today's episode is all about my fellow photogs out there who are wanting to give their Instagram accounts a little bit of a facelift. After listening to this episode, you are going to have several actionable steps to make sure that your Instagram profile is converting at its highest potential. I understand that not everyone who listens to this show are photographers, but this episode will still have value for you. It's just more specifically catered to photographers. Maybe I will do more of these for other industries down the road. So if that's something that is of interest to you, then please let me know over on the BCP Instagram or in the Facebook group and send me a message and tell me your industry and uh, that you want me to provide like specific tips for. So anyway, this episode is going to be straight to the point and full of the goods. So let's waste no time chatting about it and get to all the tips. Hey there, my name is Sarah Elrod and you're listening to the Branded Cowgirl podcast where we talk about marketing, social media, branding, content creation, Western lifestyle, and so much more. We believe that business does not have to be boring and that you can never own too many pairs of cowboy boots. I'm a cowgirl turned full-time entrepreneur. I've done everything from wedding photography to horse training, business coaching, and more. My mission is to help other Western women and men grow thriving businesses so that they can live out that small town dream life that they love while achieving bigger goals than they ever could have imagined. If you're ready to put in the work, grow your business, grow your brand, and enjoy the little things in life, and of course, get a little rowdy too, then you are in the right place, my friend. Let's do this. There's a good chance that if you've been around here before, you've heard me talk about HoneyBook, but never like this. Right now, you can get the ultimate tool that I use for my business for only $1 per month for your first eight months. That's $8 for eight months to have access to all the features that keep my business up and running. After the eight months is up, you can choose to get on a monthly subscription or an annual one or cancel entirely if it's not your cup of tea. HoneyBook is perfect for any small service-based businesses as it is the all-in-one solution to everything you could possibly need. Keep everything from client communication to documents, payments, scheduling, and more all in one easy organized place. Personally, I love that HoneyBook has contract templates ready to use as well as email templates, questionnaires, and brochures. They even have free account migration so that if you've been sending out these things in another way, they will set up your account with your current documents for free. And did I mention that you can get paid through HoneyBook? This was such a game changer for me because now I can put clients on payment plans and track them all in one place. And if someone is late on a payment, HoneyBook sends them a reminder email automatically automatically for me. So I can skip the awkward, where's my money email. Introverts, I know you feel me on that one. To give HoneyBook a try for only $1 per month, head over to sarahelrod.com slash HoneyBook and click the link. This is a business resource you are going to wish you had sooner. Do you ever wish that you could just have your next month's worth of content planned out for you, or at least have some help making a plan that is actually strategy-based and not just throwing a noodle at the wall and hoping it sticks? I feel ya. One of the hardest things for so many business owners and brands is coming up with content ideas that get them noticed or generate new leads. Well, you're in luck, my friend, because I am here to help. I know what it feels like to be in that creative rut of not knowing what to post, running out of ideas constantly, and just trying to keep up with this crazy content 
content-based market. So with that, I created a brand new freebie that will help you not only create an actionable plan for the next month, but I'm also giving you 30 days worth of content ideas totally free. This guide walks you through the exact thought process that I use when planning out my own monthly content, including an example, as well as so many other kinds of tips and tricks to make your life a million times easier and to make your content more intentional. To get your hands on this totally free guide, head on over to sarahelrod.com slash 30 days of content, or you can click the link in the show notes. All right, so first things first, we're gonna talk about your Instagram bio. So when I first land on someone's Instagram profile for like an audit, I always look at three things right from the get-go. And that is your username or your handle, your profile photo and your profile name. So your username, AKA your handle, is the name that has the little at symbol in front of it. And your profile name is that bold name that is listed right below where your follower count is and above the meat part of your bio is what I like to call it, where you just like can write out a bunch of stuff. Um, That's your profile name. So let's first talk about your handle or your username. This is typically where I would tell photographers to have their business name listed. So if you are, if your business is called Sunshine Photography, then maybe your username is going to be at Sunshine Photography. Now, keep in mind that your handle is a searchable element, and there's a few different searchable elements on your profile and in your bio, um, but your username is one of them. So you do not want it to be like super crazy long and complicated as, you know, this is something that people are going to be typing in to find you directly, meaning that they already know you exist and therefore they want to find your specific profile. If you have a really long username, username or it's really complicated and spelled weird and all these different symbols and things like that it can be really frustrating to type that all in and some people will just not do it if you are Samantha Elizabeth photography that might be a long username to type in so maybe try shortening it to at Samantha Elizabeth photo or you know Samantha Liz photo or Sam Liz photo or something or you could even have fun with it and do something like at Sam takes photos or Samantha takes photos or, you know, if your business is named after your own like personal name, then I don't really believe your handle has to be your exact business name. It could just be your name. Um, You also don't have to include the word photo. It could just be your name at that point. So get creative with it um, and have, you know, have a little bit of fun, but make it easy to type in and to remember. The next thing is your profile name. So let's talk about the other searchable element of your profile, which is, yeah, your profile name. So what you do not want to do with this is to make sure you want you want your profile to be like your profile name to not be the same as your username is what I'm trying to say. Since both of those elements are searchable separately, it's better that you utilize them in different ways to attract more people. It's gonna boost your SEO on Instagram if they if you can use them to their full potential. So what you don't wanna do is have your username be at Sunshine Photography and then your profile name also say Sunshine Photography. Um, you want to make it more specific than that. Um, Your profile name is a great place to put something that is going to attract people that they do not know that they like 
they don't know that they're looking for you specifically, in other words. So meaning I recommend using that space to say something like geographically. Um, if you're a service-based business, um, say like where you're located in that part. If you're only online, then you could um, just be really specific on what your niche is and what your business is. But let's say, you know, you're a obviously we're talking about photographers so you're a um, probably going to be geography based even if you travel and things like that it's just good to kind of keep um, I mean you could put traveling whatever wedding photographer up there um, or California western wedding photographer or Texas newborn photographer or Portland branding photographer that way if someone is just beginning their search for a photographer, but they don't have someone specific in mind, those are going to be the keywords that they are likely typing in to find you and to find someone like you, um, to find all the Portland photographers or all the photographers in a certain area. They're going to be typing in words like that. So profile name is where I try to be very specific with keywords to boost the SEO to pop up in their search results. So just to reiterate, let's say your name is Susie Smith. I'm just changing it up every time. But your name is Susie Smith um, and your business name is Sunshine Photography. And you are a Western wedding photographer based in Waco, Texas. I would say to make your username or your handle in this situation at Sunshine Photography. And then your profile name, I would put Susie with like a line or a dash or something. And then Waco Western Wedding Photographer. So the reason I would put your name in there is because your business name is different than your actual name. And so somewhere on your profile, you do want to actually include what your name is since you are your business in this case. Um, you don't want it to be like hard to figure out what your actual name is so people can address you properly so um, but I don't think you need to put your whole full name like first last name necessarily at least just do your first name and now Instagram actually allows you to have longer profile names before it was like super limited so this was tricky but you can actually make it pretty long now so um, if your username is your business name and it's not your personal name and like you don't it has nothing to do with your personal name then just put your first name up there at least and then put like what it is that you do um, and where you're located. And then the next thing we're going to talk about is your profile photo. So I see this a lot with photographers and maybe just because we are like naturally artsy people and we have access to like fancy cameras and things like that. But I see their profile photos always being like these very artistic looking images that are not always the easiest to tell what the person looks like. So they'll have this photo of their like side profile or the back of their head or the image is kind of blurred in this like creative way or something else kind of aesthetic. And trust me, there is a time and a place for those images, but I don't believe that it's in your profile photo. Personally, I believe that your profile photo should be pretty straightforward and clear. It should be a headshot of you smiling, looking at the camera that is clear and exactly what you look like. Your profile photo is not very big, and so you want it to be really obvious what you look like, especially since you are posting so many photos of other people in your feed. You don't want to use like a logo or photos of clients or anything like that for a, a profile photo either. This is your business and it's your social media account, so you want to make it about you, at least for this part, and so that 
as people are scrolling through your photography account and they're seeing all these other beautiful people, the minute they come across a photo of you, it's easily recognizable that that is who that that is you in that photo because they they know it based off your profile photo. And that is just really important um, for the sake of people like to know who they're hiring. Um, and I know like even the people that want the like aesthetic photographer and things like that. I mean, I'm sure it works for some people, but I would say as a general rule of thumb, it is better to just be pretty clear on what you look like and, and just be open and upfront of like, this is my face. And then they can see all your artsy creative shots later on um, in your feed as they're scrolling through. So now let's talk about the meat of your bio, as I like to call it. So the next part of your bio is the meat and meaning that this is the part where you can have like the block of text and include all the details that people need to know. Now, remember, you only have like a few seconds to make a first impression on somebody. So you really want to avoid putting a lot of fluff into your bio and save that for other parts of your feed. Your bio should clearly state what you do and who you serve. The first couple of lines in your bio are the most important because that's the only part that shows up first. Now, Instagram will give people the option to like read more or click the read more button of your bio, um, you know, if they click on it, but we need to make sure that they actually want to click on it first. So you are limited to a certain number of characters in your bio. So don't put something like an inspirational quote in there unless you have leftover room to do it. And even then it might just be best to leave it out because it's just doesn't probably doesn't serve you very well. Um, we want to make sure that our bio is so freaking clear on what we do and who we serve and so that the right person will say heck yeah I'm in the right place like this is for me I like to always include a few key things in my bio meet so first the I serve I help statement which basically sounds something like this I document easygoing western weddings for small town cowboy boot wearing brides the I serve statement should be pretty straightforward, but it can still be fun. It just needs to be really clear on who you are serving so that that person, when they find you, they have no doubt about it, found where they need to be. And I actually really like to change up my bio, like meet every couple of weeks to just experiment with different I serve or I help statements to see what brings in the most engagement or results. And if you did not put your location in your profile name earlier, then I would suggest putting it in your bio as well. It just helps people to know where you're based out of. And the last key thing that I would suggest you do is to have a call to action right above where the link is on your profile. So whatever your link is, you obviously want people to click on it. But if the link takes them to the contact page of your website, then your call to action right above it should say like book me with like a little arrow pointing down or something. This makes it so clear as to what action you want someone to take next time that they come onto your profile. You do not want to leave any dead ends. And on that note, I would also make sure that when adding a link to your bio, it doesn't just take people to the homepage of your website. Make it a link to a specific page, such as the contact page or the experience page. The less clicking around that people have to do when they land on your website, the better it's going to convert. 
Calling all photographers, is your business protected legally? In other words, are you sure that the contracts you're using are foolproof just in case you ever run into a sticky situation with a client? Are you even using contracts? My dude, it is time to get one if you do not already have one. And even if you do have one, it might be time to make sure that it is solid as can be. I have teamed up with Rachel Brenke, photographer, attorney, and owner of The Law Talk to bring you guys professional, written, and attorney-approved contracts for whatever kind of photography you might be doing. Literally everything from portraits to weddings, real estate, and more. These contracts are tried and true, and you can walk away knowing that you invested in keeping your business safe. No more using those janky free online contracts. It's time to invest in yourself and your business. Head on over to sarahelrod.com slash contracts to check out all the contracts. That's sarahelrod.com slash contracts and get your business protected today. You won't regret it. So something I quickly want to touch on are your Instagram highlights. While these are not directly associated with your bio, I do think that they are super important for your brand and your business. Because we are so limited to the amount of words that we can use in the bio like itself, sometimes we don't get to share all the fun stuff about ourselves like being a mom or the fact that we love to cook, etc. But that's where your highlights come in and where you can really kind of show your personality. Your highlights are a super fun way to categorize the things that make you who you are. And I like to use them almost as like brand pillar spots and they don't all have to be business related. That's the fun part about them, right? And they're from your Instagram stories, which is where you should be showing up and talking about yourselves and more than just what your business is anyway so you can add things in there like mom life and every time you post a story that has to do with your kids you can add it to that highlight and it just kind of brings people in to who you are so somebody that's landing on your page for the very first time they're going to see that and click through it and kind of get an understanding of who you are before they really take time to like scroll through your feed and things like that so sure you can have like a behind the scenes highlight or a testimonials highlight but make sure to include those snippets of your real life too because it's so so important especially as photographers where you are a solopreneur and building a brand around yourself you really want to make it um, about you and and show that you're a real person and that you know you have uh, different facets of your life that make you interesting because that's going to help people want to book with you even more people want to see who you are because after all it's social media so we have to use it to be social so sometimes the only difference again between your business and a similar business is you so make your business stand out by showing up as yourself and post about that coffee obsession your love for dogs talk about your workouts your faith all the things um you know, these are all ways that you can grow and expand your audience in new ways and how you can become even more relatable to your future clients. So now that we've talked about highlights, um, just wanted to get that out there. Now let's talk about your actual content, the content that you are posting onto your profile. As you know, Instagram offers a wide variety of ways to share content on the platform, but of course the primary and most popular way right now is Instagram Reels, basically a photographer's worst nightmare. I know, I know you're probably thinking you don't want to make Reels to grow your account and truthfully, you don't have to, but it sure would help. Before we get into specifics, I just also want to mention 
your feed aesthetic really quick because while I do believe that having some sort of consistent feed look or branding is important, it's also not everything. The more time you spend worrying about whether or not a certain photo is going to flow in your feed, the less time you are focusing on actually getting the content posted that is going to help your account grow. Now, I'm a visual person myself and I do love when feeds look pretty, like I really do. But I do think we need to allow ourselves a little bit more freedom to post more freely and not stress quite as much about which photos should be posted where. Now, let's move on to Instagram Reels. I'm not going to go through a whole entire Instagram Reels breakdown because I do have other episodes on that. So check out episode seven, if you dare, way back in the beginning of this show. Oh my gosh. Um, But I will offer some specific tips for photographers and how you can use this tool particularly um, for your industry. So the first thing to keep in mind when it comes to Reels is the overall purpose that they serve. Reels are mostly intended to reach new people. So pouring a lot of energy into making Reels um, content that serves your current audience may not be the most efficient thing to do. Save that for your in-feed posts or at least alternate um, from one to the other. And another thing that I notice a lot of photographers doing is making content that would attract other photographers. They make these like funny reels that other photographers can relate to instead of brides or whoever your ideal client is. And it's okay to do this sometimes, but make sure that if other photographers are not your target audience, that you're not making content that speaks to other photographers only. Um, Instead, make content that speaks to brides, brands, families, seniors, whoever it is that you're trying to reach. Now, I've talked about this on my Instagram account before, and if you've been following me, maybe you saw me go on like a tangent about this, but I do want to quickly touch on this for Reels because I think it applies mostly to Reels since Reels' main goal and purpose is to find new people. And I could probably do an entire episode on this, and maybe I will in the future, but about uh, brand stereotyping. And this is something that I've kind of just like made up, or at least I think I've made it up. I haven't ever heard anybody else talk about this before. Um, So I'm just going to trademark it right now. No, (laughs) Um, but it's something that I have found success in and that I think is just true. And I don't know, maybe it seems like common sense, but not necessarily always. So what I mean by brand stereotyping is when you're making something like Instagram Reels where you're trying to attract new people, all you really have to do or something to keep in mind, you don't have to get super crazy fancy with a bunch of them. Yeah, I think every now and then like maybe putting a little extra effort into some cool transitions can kind of spice up your content a little bit. But The most important thing is to do something that makes it really clear right from the moment somebody lands on that video what it is that you do um, or what the video is going to be about. So what I mean by that is holding your camera in your hand um, and just having it be visible in that first couple seconds that your your video shows up. Because if you think about it, as people are scrolling through reels, you think about your own user habits. You probably don't sit there and watch every single video that you scroll by. I'm sure there's some where you watch like two seconds of it and you make a decision whether or not you're going to sit there and continue to watch the rest of it or you're going to keep on scrolling by. 
And so what you want to do is have your camera be visual or like visible or whatever and make it just obvious that you are a photographer like in the first five seconds. You don't even have to say anything about it, but just holding it up can be something that just kind of triggers something in people's brains. Um, and let's say you're a Western wedding photographer or you're a Western lifestyle photographer or something and you want that to be obvious. Wearing something like that is almost super stereotypical, um, like a cowboy hat and holding your camera, is going to create this image and immediately trigger something in people's brains. There is something about it, I don't care what you say, who you are, but if you are interested in that lifestyle or you are looking for someone um, to follow that is in the Western industry, um, then you're going to scroll by people. And if somebody pops up in a cowboy hat, you are more likely to sit there and watch their video. So just keep that in mind. And that applies even if you're not in like the Western industry, but any sort of like niche, um, whoever your ideal client is, if you're wanting to do beach photography, you want to do more, you know, like beach weddings or something, and you go film a bunch of reels, on the beach and it's obvious that you're on the beach holding your camera then great like that is kind of going to instantly attract that person that's looking for a photographer that is near a beach um so just doing any little things like that or um if you're wanting to do like adventure sessions um just looking like you're ready to go on a hike um when you're recording these reels anything you can to literally kind of visually stereotype yourself and it really at that point doesn't even matter what you're talking about in the video you don't have to be talking specifically about uh, being that particular type of photographer but just having that visual show up is going to more likely find the right people and weed out the wrong people if that makes sense um, so just kind of wanted to throw that out there because I really do think that that is so important now the next thing is to show your face in your feed I know that for so many photographers showing your face is the last thing that you want to do you want to hide behind your client work and have people book you for your pretty pictures that you take but the world is changing and what used to work just does not work anymore and we are now at a point where we need to adjust pivot and run with it or get left behind after all you are more than just a business you are a brand so you need to start building your business around yourself as weird as that may seem at first but it does get easier the more you do it showing your face in reels is a great start but also make sure to post photos of yourselves talk about yourself in your story and your experiences and allow people to get to know your personality your mannerisms just the way you talk and speak and act and all of those things is going to make you feel so much more familiar to them which is in turn going to make them more likely to be willing to book with you if they can relate to those things those are what is going to make you stand out from the other photographers so i hope that this was helpful for you guys if you are photographers let me know what you took from this episode what was your biggest takeaway what did you find to be the most helpful was there anything that you wish i went into more depth about that i could um do maybe another episode on or do some deeper dives into certain topics in the future i'm trying to come up with um some content for the next couple months so i'm definitely open to hearing any of your ideas that you have and things that you want to learn more about i'm here to serve you and right where you're at whatever you need so 
definitely let me know um, either over in the Facebook group. Um, you can definitely join that. The link is in the show notes or follow us on Instagram at Branded Cowgirl Podcast on IG and TikTok. Also make sure to um, go to the show notes for all the links from this episode for any of the resources that were listed. And something new that I'm so excited to be offering is sponsorships for the show. So you can now sponsor an episode of the Branded Cowgirl Podcast and have a custom ad run at the beginning or the middle of the show for your business so if you would like to advertise and promote your business on this podcast we have like over 27,000 downloads I believe at this point and we are just going up every single day um the show is growing like crazy so if you would like a permanent spot in one of these episodes where um hundreds of thousands of people are going to listen to it then um i mean we haven't hit hundreds of thousands yet but we're getting there (laughs) so uh but thousands of people are going to if you want them to hear about your business um then definitely reach out send me an email at hello at sarahelrod.com with the subject line being sponsor bcp or sponsor branded cowgirl podcast something like that so i know what your email is and i will answer any questions that you may have. Um, But other than that, that's all I got for now. And as always, I'm just so glad to have you here and for your support. You tuning into the show really does mean the world to me. And I'll chat with you in the next one. Bye, friend. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Branded Cowgirl podcast. To stay up to date on the show, give input, ask questions, and more, make sure to join the exclusive Facebook group just for listeners. You can also follow us on Instagram and check out all of the show notes by going to sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. That's sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. And if you have not yet, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can continue to grow and get into the ears of more Western creatives just like you. All right, y'all, I will see you in the next one.